This is the Ryan and Ashley in bed edition, minus the bed part. I didn't think I was going to be nervous. <laughs> I know. I could tell you were nervous when we were doing our mic testing. Uh, Ryan hasn't spoken in public in a while. So we're supposed... The thing is, it's hard to look into the camera and not the screen because we yeah. can see ourselves. So this is what Ryan does when he's uncomfortable. He tells you all the technical things that you need to be focused That's true. on. So that, okay, let's get so, so that he feels more comfortable. But really, it's just a uh, cop out for how anxious he is to be on camera. I'm pretty uncomfortable being on camera. Yeah. So Ryan and I actually, we used to do Facebook Lives often. Well, somewhat often. When we it first met each other. was a couple years ago. Yeah, and we would talk about stupid things like you going on like 70 Tinder dates. and. Yeah, it was called Ryan and Ashley in Bed. So I titled this Ryan and Ashley in Bed. Yes. Which she disagrees with. Did you? But you posted it on the Sunspice Wisdom page, right? Your page is called Sunspice. It's not called Sunspice Wisdom. On the Sunspice page. Yes, it did. Okay, good. Now I'm going to share it. Okay, so I don't have Facebook anymore. So I can't share it. That's okay. I'm just going to share it. And tag you in it right now. And then all your friends can hear you talking. It's literally just a live thing. So this <laughs> just became much more interesting now that Ashley... Okay, so just so everyone knows, the point of this, supposedly, is to talk about things that are a bit uncomfortable to talk about. You could mute your phone. <laughs> I don't know how to mute my phone. You literally don't know how to mute your phone? I'm just going to share it. Honestly, I don't know how to share it on that. It, it's confusing to me. Facebook should have like just a right, simple. You take over. Explain what like, we're doing share here. Share button. Okay, let's do this. I realize it's a lot easier for me to talk to people that aren't my husband on my podcast. So we just got our kids to bed. Woo woo! It's time to party on a Saturday night, which means we're gonna do a podcast together. So welcome. To all you late nighters on Facebook that have nothing better to better to do than to talk to us. See, it's not intuitive. It's not intuitive. It's super whatsoever. unintuitive. You should talk. We should talk to our friends at Facebook and tell them they need to fix that. Right. Sure. <laughs> okay, I just posted it, but I didn't tag myself. I know because it's not. You it's, can't. It's very. Confusing. It's really not well done. All right now, talk. What are we talking about today? I don't know. You said you wanted to do this. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, first. Want to talk times. about Ryan and Ashley in bed? Yeah. So talk first about sex. First times. We're gonna talk about sex. We're gonna talk about what are we gonna talk about? The worst and the best. Whoa! <laughs> I didn't know we were doing that. I can't believe I'm now on my phone. For just this stop. Long. It's my phone. You should just stop We're it. On your phone. Okay. I tag myself. Yay. Now we're off of phones. Okay. Off of so phones I'm now. definitely going to need you to lead this clearly because I'm very uncomfortable right now. I haven't been on camera. About, he was talking a big game before we go. That's true. I was Hold like, on, yeah. I was listening to WAP workout playlist to yeah, try and get myself pumped up. if any of you have heard the up. latest Cardi B WAP song, just go ahead and do yourself a favor. You can listen to it in the background while we're talking. And I don't know. I feel like it'd be great. I tried to get Ashley to listen to it, but you were busy putting the kids to bed. I was. He literally, he walked in when I, I was laying down, like cuddling my eight-year-old. He's, he's eight. So he was like, will you snuggle with me? And you know, when they do that, you're like, yes, I snuggle with you because this has not happened in months. So I lay down and then Ryan comes in. He like knocks shit over. He's about to wake the kids back up and sticks this thing in my ear. And it's Cardi B whap. <laughs> Because that's really the song that I want to hear. <laughs> what ass pussy to, when I'm <laughs> snuggling my child to sleep. <laughs> I thought the juxtaposition would be funny. It was great. It was funny. It made me laugh. Okay. So what we what I said that I want to talk about was first things, right? So like first kiss. First kiss. I have no idea what your first kiss was. Was it like a kiss or a makeout session? You're, you decide what you count By as your the first way, kiss. By the way, the Sunspice Wisdom Show, this edition is directly related to health because we, Ryan and I, strongly believe that a healthy whole body perspective includes your sex health. Yeah, so this should have been the beginning <laughs> of the thing, but I was nervous. So I yeah. probably should have written something down for no, this first one. But no. basically, she and I uh, both believe... Vulnerability is sexy. Well, yeah, and talking about these things that are uncomfortable. And maybe if we get uncomfortable together or I just get uncomfortable being on camera. Maybe some of you will get uncomfortable too. 
And in the future, we want to have people call in. Okay, I just saw myself oh, in the reflection. So I have we a, should I have a man explain bun. the man bun. She said that it would get clicks. So. so I, okay, so to be fair, we were just laying down relaxing and I was playing with your hair before we... Yeah. It was it was wonderful. Yeah, it was lovely. The kids were like running around, dancing, whatever. It was great. And so I decided to attempt, I realized how long his hair was, so I decided to attempt to do a French braid. Oh, and that's that was is. as far as I got. And then I ha I couldn't go any further. So I just man bunned it. And then I realized you were like my yogi guru. It's like for the, the night. That's if she didn't have me, she'd have a yogi it's a guru. Type of role play, I guess. Or just silly haircut. But <laughs> Um, I will, we can talk role play later. I do want to know you completely deflected. I said first kiss. Well, I'm honestly trying to think like, cause I feel like I was kissing boys when I was three. That doesn't. Okay. That, so that doesn't count. Okay. So you want like the first like make out session? Was there tongue included? What are we, I mean. I was I'm, just going to go like a kiss with a boy okay. that you were really excited to kiss. The art room. It was the art room. It was, there was a, so was it fifth grade or sixth? I think sixth grade. Kellen Camus. I guess I'm calling you out if you ever see this. <laughs> I did his last name too. That's horrible. Um, we can't believe it. It's live. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, art room. And like there was this little like they were like, please go get some extra colored pencils. And I was like, okay. And over at my my fresh boyfriend. And so we went and we. We got some colored pencils. So and he knew what the wink was? I mean, I don't... It was probably not as smooth. You're like, get over here. Come I don't... On. I think he may have just followed me, honestly. I don't remember. I just remember he was there and it was... It was... It was hot. I mean, for sixth grade. It oh, was like, Jesus. whoa. I will never describe the, anything. The watercolors. <laughs> I think these... Uh, I, I cannot speak to that. Well, would like, you like to share your first kiss? Yeah, it was uh, the re-release of Star Wars. <laughs> Which <laughs> one? New, the first one, A New Hope. And uh, So I was like three. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little early, or I'm a little older than Ashley. Um, so it was a re-release. By the way, this is not a whole big thing of wine. This is cranberry Sangria. juice and electrolytes, in case it, if you were wondering. She already had the wine. Okay, <laughs> so... Through the whole, now you're slurping into the mic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Through the whole movie. That's like, what is that thing on, on YouTube? It's ASMR. People pay ASMR. Yeah. It's, <laughs> the, okay. I, from the beginning of the movie, I said, before the end of this movie, I'm going to kiss her. I was in fifth grade. My mother had driven us on, the, this was my first date. My mother, okay. I, told, I told my mom I wanted to take this girl on a date. And so she you were 10, I guess. Yeah. Fifth I guess grade? in fifth grade, that 11, 10, 11. I think my mom just thought it was so adorable that her little, her firstborn son was just like, I want to go on a date that she would help me. And, and so the, she sat like two rows behind with my brothers and then we sat in front. So I'm sure oh she God, saw this so happen, cute. but basically I know how Star Wars goes. I'd already seen Star Wars. So as... Wait, you had already seen it in the theaters? No, no, no. This is a re-release. They oh, re-released re -release. Star Wars got in it, the early it. 90s. Got okay. It. So I had seen it before when I was younger. Yeah. And I'm watching him and he's driving through the, you know, the tight area and he's dodging. He's going to shoot, you know, they're going to shoot and they're going to blow up you the Death the Star. You remember the scene. You yeah. And I'm like, if this is the end of the movie. Oh, so, this is my so, chance. So this is my chance. So fifth, fifth grade <laughs> me turns and just... I, I wish I could travel back in time to how awkward it must have been. But one thing I remember, I fully missed her, her lips and I kissed her directly between her, her right lip here? and her nostril. Oh, God. Just missed it entirely. And I, and I missed it. Wow. But then. What a first kiss. Yeah, it was, it was, it was what very. What is that part of your body? What is, what, what, what do you call that? Your, your missing a, mustache. I'm sure there's like an actual name. Your could. upper lip. An Mine's upper kiss, covered. upper lip kiss. Upper lip kiss. So I, I successfully had an upper lip kiss. However, that same um, girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is in fifth grade, she... Um, what was she, her name? Her name was Allison. I was name dropping. I'm not going to... I'm not going to last I'm sorry, name, Kellen. But I'm pretty sure she's friends with me on Facebook. Like happily married. She's also happily married. Mm -hmm. And she seems like life is great based on... Very limited viewings of Facebook. We should tag her. 
That would be hilarious. Anyway, she was the aggressor. Wow. Yeah. So, so <laughs> after this time, like I didn't know, I remember that we went to camp in fifth grade and she told me, she asked me if I knew what a French kiss was. And what did you say? No. And then she showed me. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tongue and all. And she said that, that yeah, anyway, so that I wonder was. wonder who taught her how to do it. This is where the stories get. We can't talk about others in the same way. I probably shouldn't even have said the first name. You definitely shouldn't have said the last name. I'm really sorry. Okay. But I'm not sorry. But yeah, so so that was that first. That's great. What was the first time you thought you were in love? By the way, I don't ask mm, these questions. The first so this time is, I thought I was in love. And were you in love? I actually, I, re I remember the first per person that thought they were in love with me. Okay. This is not, this is not the <laughs> same person. It was kindergarten. Okay, well His that, name was Eric. He had like blonde hair. And he just would tell you, I love you all the time? He would chase me to the point where I had to tell the teachers to tell them to, like, he needed to stop chasing me because I felt uncomfortable. Stalker. By the way, I'm curious if there's a way for you to look at comments on oh, here if anyone's in case anyone's chatting. So well, why don't you, you talk about yours and then maybe I'll first I'll time I thought I was in love. So brain. I am such a serial monogamous that I basically thought I was in love with everyone I dated. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever voiced that. I've never said that. But hey, I, Nicole, thanks for watching. Oh, someone's watching. Yeah, Nicole. Oh, cool. I bought a bralette from your store the other day. In fact, I'm wearing it right now. It's black. In case anyone was wondering. It looks great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've never voiced that. I just always have thought I was in love. With uh, anyone? I, anyone. I either knew I wasn't or I thought it was you everything. You were just like all in or All nothing. in or nothing. Yeah. 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 And I think that's how I am in general. I remember feeling the first time I started feeling shame was when I when I would love someone so deeply for like a week and a half and we would date, you know, date. Okay. And then I just like, they do something that was gross, like pick their nose in class. And I would be like, mm, and how old are we now? We're done. Uh, like probably fourth, fifth grade was when it started. Right. I think we need but to sixth grade. I remember. I think yeah. we probably need to move out of the like age bracket. We want to move totally, out of middle school. It's totally we questionable whether we should school. speak about like a, uh, yeah i just didn't know anything about your first kisses your first dates yeah well now you do a little bit a little bit okay let's Scratch um the surface let's talk about okay i got i got i got a question for you when so for the audience that definitely doesn't know and there may only be zero of you that's fine no there's more awesome welcome so when i met ash Within six months, she brought me up to where we are now, which is Orcas Island. I'd never been on a ferry. It was this new big adventure. And I was the first person, as far as I know, that was brought to the family. Is that, is that correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. You came and, on strong. And the first thing, the first conversation with, with uh, Grandma Joan down the road. And my dad, right? No, was this is specifically with, with Grandma oh, Joan, yeah. was that she said... I, I don't know if she said, oh, he's young or, oh, he's your age. Or there oh, was some. Really? You're bringing there, there this was up. Some he's, comment. Gotta, he's gotta bring this up. There was some comment. <laughs> and, and keep in mind, I'm what? I'm five and a half years old. Yeah, than you were the one and only person I ever brought home. That wasn't like graying already. No, I never brought anyone home. Okay, but they everyone would else. see things on Facebook or like hear so the grapevine that I was dating like a 45 year old man. Yeah, let's it, talk about that. You're 20 dating someone in their 40s. Yeah. Why? How? What's that like? I mean, I think the logic, which I think most women would understand, is you know when you have a kid young. So we probably need to backtrack. She had a kid young. Yeah, I mean, nineteen and pregnant. I turned twenty when I gave birth. Okay, so I, you weren't a teenager. I was out of the teens. You you weren't you weren't a <laughs> teen pregnancy. On what is that show called? Sixteen and pregnant. You don't. You weren't that. Yeah, not quite. Okay, um, so twenty with a baby. Twenty with a baby. I mean, I had turned 21 when I started kind of dating, I guess. Um, okay. So you gave it a year. I did. I gave it a year. I dated, um, I dated like one, maybe two people after I had him very briefly, of which I won't name names, one of which might be watching very well. I think 
maybe is watching. Um, and then I met, yeah, this older guy and it just made sense to me because I thought, well, in my mind, it made sense to have someone that was older and more quote unquote mature. But the reality actually was, was this man, because he had never had a family, had kids, never went through that whole experience, he had no fucking idea what it actually meant to be a mother. And well, he knew what it meant to be a mother. He didn't know what it meant to be a good mother. So he didn't understand that why I couldn't just like throw my son with my mom for a couple of weeks to go to Burning Man with him or to go party with him. And he, he wanted to insist that I was missing out on life, which was my sort of those were my big red flags. So, and that, that ultimately was why I, it did, didn't last. But did that make you stop pursuing older men? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it really was just one. I mean, I, I dated someone with, that was, you know, in his mid 30 or I guess early 30s. So what she's saying is there was only one guy that was 20 years older than her and everyone else was 15. <laughs> God. This is true. Yeah. I mean, so, but similar, okay. But I, I mean, I think a lot of women get it because if you, I mean, I actually know, I mean, Miley Cyrus on the Joe Rogan show even said, I need to find an older guy. So I'm not like, I don't think I'm crazy with this logic of finding an older man. I think the amount of years maybe was a, it took a bit of it time. was a far stretch. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's like this point where you're like, why didn't you? have a family why didn't you get married why didn't you at least have a very very long term relationship that was supposed to go in that direction you know then you're kind of like hmm yeah well we also that to should, me is like well there's there's no really strong commitments that you've made in your life it's also important to mention that you we were both in la we met in la yeah there is a uh like a man boy mentality in la we call it the peter pan syndrome Sure. Well, he hasn't yeah, and, but and I just I, it blew me away because yeah. where I where I grew up, I felt like there were kind of just rules, right? Mm -hmm. You got to an age, you had some kids, you got married, blah blah blah. You were upstanding. My phone died. Great. So um, <laughs> I can't I can't comment on any of your comments. And thank I don't you have all Facebook, for watching. So what's up? <laughs> um, so yeah, there's definitely a belief by me that happened pretty quickly moving to LA that. At a certain age, the man was just presenting as often incapable or not desiring to hold down any sort of commitment. Yeah. Yeah, but they were always very interested in like single mothers, which was interesting. That is interesting. Mm -hmm. I never thought that I would date a single mother. Yeah. We don't, we haven't really talked about that a lot before. Yeah. You had like all the, you had an idea. What was your uh, judge, I guess, yeah, judgment around dating a single mom? Oh, only the things that are true, that it's really complicated. Yeah. So to me, and this is something that is true about me, has always been true about For me. For those of you just hopping on, Ryan doesn't always wear a man bun like this. I did it special for you guys tonight. She said she needed clickbait. Well, I'm wearing jammies, and so I had to put on my like epic necklace to like cover the fact that I'm wearing and jammies, anyone that freshly knows showered. Me. Anyone that knows me just knows I do what my wife says. Mm -hmm. Somehow I feel very confident in my manhood while admitting that. But you should. It's a good, <laughs> it's a, it's a good look. So you enter. What were we talking about? And then you had to go back to the man bun. Uh, we were talking about you being a little apprehensive oh, about ju dating judgmental me. about you. Yes. Okay. So when I met you, I immediately was like, "Wow." Right. And at the time I was in a relationship and basically he told me that he was staring at my ass for a very long time walking behind me. And I ignored her because he was in a, in another relationship. This is true. Yeah. And Which then I felt, I felt like, guilty about it. Then I felt like I had to get out of jail free card. Cause I was really turned off by the fact that you had a baby. So uh, I, I was able to like justify in my head. Oh, that right. like, I see. You're like, okay, well obviously that's too much. Yeah. yeah. For, for me, I was like, oh, he's into Asians. I'm not that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, so. Which the, I was wrong. Stop, stop. That was a false I assumption. guess I have, I guess I have lines on this show and you, anyway. Do you have lines? Well, that was a line for you. Okay. Well, 
it's a joke now. And I, I actually say it because I laugh at myself for being so judgmental around that because I made this sort of judgmental of me. Well, not judgment more. It was just this false assumption about who I was. It was a total stereotype that I I made falsely. And I can like candidly openly admit to that. And I did the same thing with assuming that basically the fact that you had another man in your life was my perspective, right? Mm -hmm. That, Mm -hmm. that, that would be too much for me. Yeah. Which at times it, what, which it, which it has been, yeah. right? And yeah. I feel confident saying we've been through it, yeah. Right. the The process of me becoming Eli's father was not simple, but frankly, when we met and we sat and we talked, I mean, the, the second we met, I was just like, I'm I'm marrying this woman. Mm-hmm. I walked you to your car, and and I should say not when we met because we just said I was in a relationship. Once I was out of it, and then we met up and went on a date. And I went to his hotel room the first on our first date. She started walking <laughs> to my hotel room. I was scared. It was dark and we were on Venice on the Venice boardwalk. We were on the Venice there boardwalk. There were creepy guys talking to us. And I said, hey, look, that's where I'm staying. And you just started walking to it. And I was like, and I just kept walking. I just leaned. No, 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 no. You kept going. And I was like, oh, you planning to go to the hotel room with me? And you just blushed. I, so I laughed red, so hard. So red. It is the reddest you have ever <laughs> been. And and probably. Well, because ever the thought was, be. I hope he doesn't think that I had some plan, which you probably did, but I had no, no plan. I, I, I think it was just like you when someone tells me, Oh, there's my hotel, like I thought it was like, oh, I guess that's what he wants to do now. But that this shows clearly how little, wasn't. How it was not what he wanted me. to do. I would in that moment in that like I wish me today could go back to me in my 20s and tell me that I can do things like that (laughs) because the truth is is I was so insecure that you wouldn't be into me that I wouldn't even believe even after we're hitting it off we're taking a walk you're smiling at me I'm still like by the way our first day was a business meeting it was a business meeting that's true we were like we were meeting for business which that is funny when we think about where we're at right now in our life with our businesses. I mean, well, we still work together like constantly. Very much. Yeah. So when we met, we both thought we were, when we met on that business meeting, both of us thought the other one was in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I was just incorrect. And she didn't know that I was now out of a relationship. And about halfway through, I said, can we make this not a business meeting? <laughs> and then I ordered a glass of wine, I think. Yes. Yeah. I think or a margarita. I, I think I offered you. I think I like yeah, no, made you, it. Yeah, definitely. I did a good job. You did really good. And that's why it when was we very walked, smooth. that's why when we went on a walk, she went. Oh, and on of our course. first and on our first date, we were talking about like, um, I just remember like we were talking about un- the universe and cells no, and our I have perception a, on religion. That turned on. Oh, man, you want me to? Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna Sorry, I'm gonna talk I about fix something. We have, we have a, what is it? The ice machine? That's fine. I have a, okay. So Ash just tripped over the light, almost busted the light and her leg. Okay. So I had a thing. Ash said that when we used to do this show, we'd talk about how I'd go on 70 Tinder dates. This is all true. I had a period of time in my mid, what's that? It. You can't turn it off? No. All right. Well, now it's going to be... Anyway. Okay. It's fine. So I had a thing I would ask everybody, which is I wanted to talk to people about eugenics. And the reason I wanted to talk to people on a first date about eugenics is that I can't think of anything more uncomfortable to talk about. Because on f- the face value, it sounds horrible. There's, It's about the most complicated thing to even have a conversation about from an academic perspective without sounding like a horrible person. Uh, and I would have that conversation starter because if somebody just said no or wouldn't engage, I knew they wouldn't be interested in you all the weird talk things. About, you should tell people what eugenics mean. Eugenics is prioritizing a certain sort of like bloodline in the birthing of people to control the direction of the evolution of people. And I think it's horrible. Sounds horrible. But the point is, is that I blushed when I had this, when I just said this, because now we're live, right? Mm -hmm. And whether or not someone's going to blush and shut down or have a conversation about a horrible topic, now that you know me, 
it's a pretty good way for me to, it's a litmus test to find out if anyone will actually enjoy my company. Yeah. The person who isn't interested in that probably is just going to find me largely obnoxious. <laughs> Or part, or she still finds me partially. Which at, at times, there have definitely been times where I'm like, you need to shush your brain Yeah, off. how often do I talk too much? Um, I've gotten a lot better. Like, way better. Hold, hold that thought. <laughs> when my wife compliments me like this, I just got to take it in. This is the small <laughs> victories. I've gotten better. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's because you quit caffeine and started using Sun Spice every day. Oh, is this how it becomes so commercial? Yeah. So this is true and we can talk about this. Yeah. Because I I was really addicted to caffeine and coffee and then I also had anxiety. So mm -hmm. this actually stems from why I would never be confident enough to assume that a woman would go to my bedroom so quickly. Cuz you suffer from anxiety. I was scared of every like yeah. like like I would be there sweating profusely, concerned she wouldn't like me making up a story in my head and it didn't matter whether like there were moments where I wasn't interested in the woman on a first date and I was still so concerned about judgment and all this BS that I was like stuck in my head in this horrible place. I can still place. make him sweat like that. What's that? Nervously sometimes. I do sweat nervously <laughs> and now she giggles at me when she's able to achieve it. <laughs> but um, so anxiety back to caffeine, which is that I was having some stomach issues, stopped doing coffee, started doing spice, which is Ashley's coffee alternative. Yeah. That stopped with the stomach issues, but I still had anxiety. I read a bit more and just basically decided to quit caffeine. Yeah. Now I'm three and a half months, I think. And because well, what would happen is you would consume caffeine and it'd be like crash. And then you might have another one. Crash. Okay. And now I'm more just like da 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 Yeah, totally. That's exactly. I'm just singing my way along now. Just singing your way. Just slowly skipping along the road. Okay, so I'm anxious. It's like less of the huge. I wonder if you quitting caffeine will mean that our life won't be like this all the time. I'm just kidding. Most of it was most of it was actually caused by me. She's not kidding. That's that's not true. This? Ups and up downs? and down? No, large chaotic changes in our lifestyle are you? Yeah, that's But the I'm up at. and down day to day is my fault. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I'm I have very I very much have clarity that on that. That is the difference between this is the where the yin and yang comes in is like on a daily basis you're always sort of like moving through things. Yeah. And that is where that is where our challenges will will be, which you know. But long term, I'm stable as hell. Long term, the most stable guy. So when I throw a wrench at you, like, hey, this isn't gonna work unless we move somewhere else. That's like just. And at this that's, point, that's, that's, that's how I do it. Yeah, and and my attitude is just make enough money to make sure whatever her crazy plans are get executed. <laughs> It's like literally the simplest version of my existence at this point. But this has become less about, I'm interested in going back to yeah. conversations about first. First, first dates. First. Best first date you've ever had that didn't have a second date. Mm. And if you don't have one, that's fine. I just mm. made that up on the spot. The best first date. I never really dated. Explain. You, I mean, because I, at the point that I, I mean, I didn't date a whole lot in high school. I had like one boyfriend for a year and a half and then I dated a few people in between there. But as far as like adult dates, I mean, there were several horrible Tinder dates that I went on. Let's talk about those then. But no, I didn't get one good one. Okay. So maybe I can answer the the first question, then I want to go into your horrible first dates. I had one okay one. Do you want to? But it didn't have a second. It well, it was okay, but it still it always ended up me becoming like more of like a mom therapist. Like right now. Uh no. Okay. <laughs> it just would like, and I think I I naturally was curious, and I I I'm you know me, I'm the person I just go like right to you. I'm like. I'm going to, 
even if I don't realize I'm doing it, I end up asking that one question that like makes you uncomfortable or that like, I can speak to the fact that I don't, I'm not a, I feel uncomfortable sometimes with the questions that she asks people. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I'll be like, I I just don't know if I would ask that. Yeah. So, and then it, it will like, you know, open up. So you're like, so why are you upset with your father? (laughs) No, I literally had a, I had a a really intense conversation with someone because they made a comment about them not liking their mother. And I was like, well, I don't know if I could ever go on another date with you because that was the thing. Um, And this was the okay date? It was a good date. He was, he he was smart and very wealthy. Had a lot of, like had a lot of money. But I was just like, I could not get around the fact that he had a bad, he had a bad relationship with his mother. So I knew that that wouldn't. And I did, I went on one more date with him after actually. Lies. And then it ended. So I guess technically. Two dates. Well, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't really a date. I like went over to his house and I was like, your house is way too perfect. You got a lot of shit going on. You know, like if I'm, if you walk into a man's so house and he's by himself f- and his house is like perfect and way too detailed. Like he had, you know, he had someone custom like put, gotcha. you're just like, mm, but there's no other woman there. It's, it's freaky. To all the men out normal. there who have filthy homes. My wife just said that's a plus. <laughs> no, it's just. <laughs> so the, the rich guy. Yeah. Who is super smart mm-hmm. and had a great big immaculate house mm-hmm. and you're in your twenties and you have a kid yeah, and he's interested mm-hmm. and he doesn't like his mom. So you're out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I had no, this, this gets to something else, which is I didn't know how hard of a reviewer you were when it came (laughs) to men, because if I had known how ruthless she was, where the, the story she's told me, which I'm sure will unravel, if not this episode in the future about men that she just was like doing stuff with whatever, who she just decided to just bounce on for some, some various reason that to me, I feel like she could have judged on me. you want me, me to just tell them what it was? Uh, sure. I don't know which one you're talking. I feel like you've told me multiple. Well, there's, yeah, two. Yeah. Dive yeah. in. What's going on? I don't actually want to talk. It's yeah, too, the, too soon. It's too soon. Too okay. Soon. So I can answer the, the best date that didn't have a second date. Okay. So I went on a lot of Tinder dates. Ash has already set that up. The best date that didn't have a second date was when, and this has to do with the fact that I always had anxiety. One of the reasons why I took all these first dates was an attempt to be more comfortable speaking to women, talking to women, maybe trying to make out with women, right? And not just try to figure out how to make them want to be my wife, which I feel like was the immature version of me, just trying to convince women to be my wife. And uh, so this date's happening. And I can't tell if this woman has any interest in me. We're having fine conversation. She's pretty older than me. Part of me. Pretty older as in 10 years? She was seven years older than me. Seven. Which that was the old. old, How old were you? I was, I don't know. Actually, no, she was, she may have been 10 years older. I think I might've been 27 and she was 37 or something like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end of the day, I couldn't tell if she was interested. So I just like. I like spun her around and like dipped her a little bit and started making out with her. It was the only time I ever done anything like that. I'd never had any courage at all. Mm -hmm. And she was like interested and said, you know, whoa, you're good at that. Right. I had this, (laughs) and and that was such a boost to my ego for this like anxious, whatever. And it went smoothly and it was delightful and whatever. And I ended up finding out that the reason why she wasn't sure showing interest is because she had started dating somebody and like didn't want to. Mm. So she's like, it was great, but like, no. And so that was it. But it was, was an this awesome. a Tinder date too? What's that? It was a Tinder date. It was date. a Tinder date, but it was an awesome first date because I got courage. And I know sometimes like to, today, this whole idea of being forward when it comes to kissing and all that stuff Mm -hmm. sometimes steps on, is it, you know, on consent, which is a big hot topic conversation. Yeah. And that's also something for me at the time that was really complicated because Mm -hmm. I won't, I, I would simultaneously see that if I was a bit more aggressive or if other men were, women would respond to that. Yeah. And at the same time, you want to be respectful. Oh yeah. I find 
that line to be really complicated. I'm not sure you're. Yeah, I mean, from my from my perspective, like I always want a guy to sweep me off my feet. You know. But what if you don't like him? Oh well, then you just tell him to ease off, and you're not interested. Okay. Yeah. All right, because it I doesn't guess- have to be that complicated. People make it more, I think women, women are really good at making things way more complicated than it needs to be. It's like, it, it's either a go or it's not. And if it's a, if it's not, then it's, it's just a no and move along. And the minute that no becomes pushed, well, then they're walking into deep fire. But so now I'm going to take, I'm going to take the like devil's advocate position on that, which is cool. that I feel that many women that I've heard speak to this mutual friends of ours would speak to sort of power dynamics between men and women. Mm-hmm. But you seem to not worry about that, care about that, consider that. Why do you think that is? Um, I mean, when you say power dynamics, do you mean this whole idea of like the man opening the door for me? No. Well, okay. Well, that was one of the things that was complicated for me. I didn't know whether I was supposed to open the door for dates. Whenever there was a man or someone that would open a door for me, it was such, it was such a sign of respect that I, I appreciated it so much. And this whole, like a woman can open her own door, like shut the fuck up. Like just accept the fact that someone wants to be courteous and get over yourself. I didn't expect to be the person in the conversation (laughs) who was like, Pushing the idea of, but okay, so I do want well, to because speak. because de- it is degrading. Just like women, women have been degraded well, so much. But what is degrading? Well, it's degrading to not accept courtesy from the opposite sex. Okay. Well, to be fair, I wasn't speaking. That's an interesting conversation topic. What I was speaking to more was the fact that like, there is a belief that men have traditionally been in a more aggressive position or a more controlling position mm. in that sexual relationship, right? Uh-huh. So many women maybe don't feel the authority to put their foot down in circumstances where it's, they're not happy with, with what's going on. Right. Right, 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 right. But that doesn't seem to have ever, like, you are the most ruthless person, man or woman I've ever heard of with telling people no. Yeah. I mean, it's a really complicated, it is a complicated dynamic when you're dealing with a woman who we're naturally nurturing and naturally want to make sure that whoever is around us, I think are happy and healthy and feeling good, you know, and that, that relationship goes into, you know, our children, our husband, whoever, you know, our friendships, relationships, and it gets complicated because there's this line that you have to walk where you want to make sure people are happy while at the same time you're not disrespecting yourself. And I think that that gets really, really com- complicated when you're talking about the, the male-female dynamic um, when it comes to uh, intimate relationships because the... it. I think it, I think it is like embedded in a woman to support and serve just through like, you know, I mean, it just from a lineage perspective, right? Like that's just what so, we were doing. And I think, go ahead. No, I was, I, to me, that's pretty profound. This idea that the desire to nurture even somebody who's not treating you well, potentially yeah, can lead to a power dynamic mm-hmm. that is not healthy in that circumstance. Yeah. So what have you done to mitigate that in in your life? Because I I mean it when I say I feel like you blow me away with how clear when you tell me stories, at least I clearly wasn't there. Right. Right. But it feels to me like you always took charge in those circumstances. (laughs) I mean. Or did you did you not? Did you learn from I, I definitely had to learn through yeah. a few different relationships. Um, yeah, I mean, where I got this sort of like forthright, know where to like put the boundary up versus where to give, I think it's been a process. I think part of it has been finding the right partner to work through that with and to be able to um, balance that expression of me out. But I, I think the way... 
unfortunately, I think the way that I got there was through trauma. I think it was through being sexually mistreated. I think it was through um, being verbally, you know, abused to a degree that was really degrading and and very, um, very hard to overcome. But there was this small piece of me, and I think anyone who's been through trauma can kind of relate to this. And that small piece of you, sometimes you don't even know what it is. You can't explain it. It's just it's that little voice in your head that says you're you're better than that. You're beyond that. And that same little voice um, is the thing that helped give me the the courage and the security to to progress in my life in. And not just like survive through it, but also thrive through it and just kind of move into my next relationships um, more gracefully. And, and having been, having had those boundaries pushed and, and, um, and manipulated and um, just, you know, overall just really hurt, I think I was able to, to use those as my tools. You know, there was like, they're, they're tools in my little toolbox now of, of, um, I don't know, just we, I think we learn the best when we're, um, given things that are really, really hard and traumatic to an extreme degree that you, it's so clear what the opposite of that would be. And that's been very much, that's kind of been my life, I think in general, in many ways. So not to go really deep because we were supposed to be talking about our firsts. (laughs) I'm, it's um, really, it's really hard for me whenever um, you talk about being sexually mistreated. And I, I didn't intend for that conversation to, to, to bleed into that part of you. Um, but I do think that there's a lot of power in what you're saying that, that, um, sometimes the horrible experiences are what allow for us to see the true path. And so maybe just talking on here, like, you know, I'm sure that more will come up over time through Mm -hmm. live speaking to some form of an audience, but you're, you're a very inspiring woman when it comes to these things. And I, I haven't faced any, Thing like that in my life, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but the strength you've garnered from it is something I hold on to and cherish. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, sadly, it's something that uh, has uh, many of my family members have gone through, which I, I only learned later on. You know, it was like I heard about the stories later on in life. And, the truth is, is I know how me- even even though it's messed up, there's this weird part that was like, I'm not alone. Like this, this was this when is, you learned about your family, my family or friends. You know, my situation I think was more. I think my situation it, is on the more intense side compared to others, um, but I think there's just this sort of variation of of mistreatment that, that happens. And I don't know, I I guess I'm hoping to see that more women come out of it and use it as, as like the biggest fucking shield to, to be able to like propel through whatever that they, whatever they want in life. Um, because they already went through the hardest thing. Because they already went through the hardest thing. Yeah. It is the hardest thing. And, um, and talking about it, you know, and not, and not, um, I mean, it's hard to talk about. It's hard. It's, but it's, it also like, even though I'm talking about it and it's hard, right? Like I'm, they're just, I feel power in it. I have power in it. I have, um, it is the driving force behind me that kind of says, no one can fuck with me. And you know that about me. I don't know that that's the driving force. I know that you are, I, when, when, makes sense. Um, when we started dating, people would ask me, tell me about Ashley. And I'd say, she's the strongest person I've ever met in my life. And I didn't know then. I mean, I, 
I knew, I knew. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I just felt that there was something. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. Um, well, and it's, I'm still working on healing from it. You know, it's such a process. And the funny thing is when you start, when you finally start, and this goes along with this idea of like being in tune with your, with your body more. And once you start moving and you become more in tune with your body, which, you know, has everything to do with your health, you start realizing where these emotions and these traumas have like sorted themselves out within your, or like stuck within your body. And so I'm right in that process of, Talking about it, acknowledging it, not being afraid of it, not feeling shame by it. And that what that process does for me too is it starts showing me these pain points within my physical body that I still have to like work through, which also is an emotional component to it. Um, but I know that that also is a huge part of our intimate relationship and us being able to grow and securely grow in a, in an environment that's really safe. Um, I think the most important thing for a woman who's been through sexual trauma is to, you know, and I just hope that they, you know, whoever has, they're able to find that person that they can sit and feel safe with man, woman, like, I don't care who, who, who it is, but to find that person that they can, just sit with and feel completely secure to go through it all as ugly and as traumatic as it is. I mean, that's, I, I, that's, that's, you're my guy for that. So I'm glad it's not someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know, man, I didn't know that this, okay. But, uh, does our camera die at some point? I just want to make sure. Well, if it's still on there, it's still on. We're good. Uh, and if it goes, it goes. Yeah. Um, we're still working together. Yeah. And and it's not just you, right? We all have, I, not everyone, most people have something related to this, right? So one of yeah, the- Yeah, I mean, like with yours, you you talk about how you, you suffer from anxiety. Like that definitely has to do with what happened to you in high school. And that's something- It has know. nothing to do with sex. But the, 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 no. the, the truth is that, that it, um, it does impact it, right? So yeah. we all have our things that- impact. I, I was trying to speak to the fact that like the reason I wanted to talk to you, cause she asked me, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, let's talk about sex. And the reason, and that I just mean male, female relationships. And the reason I think that is that when I see the most successful people, they've usually figured this portion out. I think that, that the most successful in terms of health and happiness, they've the intimate stuff, the stuff that you don't always see, the stuff that's not on, let's say, the cover of a magazine, mm -hmm. but the stuff that happens behind doors when yeah. you sit and you chat and you let your wife put a man bun in your hair, even though you look like an asshole. Uh, yeah. You know, those are really important parts of health. I remember in our beginning stages, which is when I when things started getting a little when you bit wanted to break up with me more intimate with us. We can talk about that later if you want. <laughs> talk about me when. No, no, go continue. It was a break, short break. And just like, it was, quick, quick what pause. was that like with, with friends? What? It was a break. <laughs> I don't know. And you went on a date with like a soap maker. Oh my God, no. I still remember it. I thought he was gay. I was really confused. Okay, continue. Anyways, um, well now I lost my thought because you I kept did interrupting it. me. I, I had to remind her of that, that, that soap maker. What were we talking about? That wasn't soap maker. Before that, yeah, we don't have playback. <laughs> you I don't, don't remember. I, I, I don't remember. This might be um, <laughs> when the, we admit we're new. We're night. new to this. No, so we, it's just we were the talking about we were talking about sexual health, and we were talking about the importance of, of of. Oh yes, but there was a point where we had only been dating for a couple months, and it was we just ended up there was. I just and remember crying in your arms like a lot. Do you remember that? And we do that every once in a while where we just like do we we realize one of us needs to just hold each other and we and just be there to like let the other person process and go through whatever it is that yeah. they need to process and sometimes we don't even know exactly what it is. But I remember in our when we first got together and it was often when we were being intimate or like around that time or after or something something yeah. would come up. And I would have to like work well, through that. That's how that. I knew you'd, you'd had trauma. Yeah. Because I, I, 
I, yeah. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I, that's definitely a part of our dynamic in our relationship, which I think is something that's, I, I, I believe Crying. is to be very, uh, I, you know, well, in case, in case anyone's be there to hold each other when we both need it, you know, I mean, it could be something big. It could also be something that's like just. We didn't even realize it was building, building up, you know? Well, I pride myself on being a man with a six pack who cries a lot, <laughs> right? Like the, you the, be proud of that. you know, I, I'm crying now on the first time I'm on your podcast. You're right? going to show your six pack now? I'm no, saying. I'm not. I'm just making a point that like the, the, you it's don't judge a book by its cover or whatever you want to say that, that yeah. a part of intimacy, a part of intimacy, love, sex, all these things they wrap around. They're not the same thing, but they all involve partnership with your significant other, all of these things are a part of health. Yeah. And a very crucial part of health. And so I would like to continue with this, you know, show being that sort of late night and we'll figure out the lighting. So it's clearly nighttime and oh make God, it a little sexier. He, he looks over at the screen and I'm like, looking at this screen. I'm realizing it's just, we have daytime light, but you just can see that the sun's not out, but we need like the sexy, the Looking mood light, lighting. The mood lighting. Yeah. Can to, you to okay. talk about first times? We basically completely sidestepped all that. Okay, we have the salt candle. Yes. The, the it has a little candle. color. Can it's really nice. Touch. The Himalayan salt candle. Candle. The light. I didn't light, know those were actually salt until recently and I licked one. Oh. Yeah. How did that feel? It was intense because you told me it was real salt. And I'm like, can I lick it? And you said, Yeah. You said recently. That was like two years ago. No, that wasn't the Maybe. I don't know. I don't think it's two years ago. Maybe I like them a lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you, so you said it's that time of the night. Do you have a question for me? Are we going to wrap this up and join? One thing I do want to do is I want to make sure that people, if you like this, please tell us. Also, if yeah, definitely leave some comments. Let us know if you like it. Also, just don't be afraid to share it. We love a little share here and there. And then um, we, next time we do it, or maybe in a couple weeks, we plan to let you guys call in. We're going to do a call-in thing if we all want to chat about a certain topic. Yeah. And there'll be a link that you can join. Uh, it's going to be after our kids go to bed. Yeah. It's because... definitely like PG-13. Okay. So that lets yeah. me know it's not R. Right. And I hope, yeah, I hope like there aren't ten, eight, nine, ten 10-year-olds like checking out Sunspice Wisdom podcast, you know, late night. I think we'll, I think we'll be good. I don't think that's a problem. Yeah. So are we wrapping it up? I think so. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Please do comment any topics you'd like us to discuss. I would love to know. Specifically around we... intimacy and sex and Yeah, health. intimacy, sex, love, how those connect Female to health. Female health. Female health. I have a lot to Male learn Male health. I have a lot to learn Prostate there. Prostate health. Yeah. Ovarian I, health. There's a lot of stuff. Breast health. But it starts with talking about it. That's so right. that's the point here. Thank Good you night. for joining us.